0: Welcome to Wellness and Weight Loss with Dr. Susan, sponsored by the Norwin Wellness Center located in North Huntingdon. Dr. Susan Plank is an expert in natural remedies for weight loss and digestive health issues. To talk to Dr. Plank with your health questions, call 412-825-6262. That's 412-825-6262. And now, Wellness and Weight Loss with Dr. Susan. Hello, and welcome
1: to today's Wellness and Weight Loss with Dr. Susan. I'm Dr. Susan Plank of the Norman Wellness Center in beautiful North Huntington, and it is beautiful here today. The office number is 724-863-5420. But if you have any calls or questions, any concerns, anything you'd like to chat about during this broadcast, please call in, 412-825-6262. We'd love to hear from you. So I've been working in the nutrition field for almost 30 years and I am truly one of the blessed and lucky ones that I get to wake up every day and love doing what I'm doing and I still get very excited about it and I want to thank you very much for joining me here today. So today we're going to be talking about breast cancer and breast cancer in both men and women with everything going on in the world. I think breast cancer has sort of been glazed over this year. Um, You know, this is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and I want to just sort of touch uh, base with things that we can do to protect ourselves, um, things that we should be eating, nutritional considerations, maybe some testing also. So as with any condition there is a potential that there's many causes. So we have to get out of this mindset of, well, I have X and this is the only thing I can do that's gonna fix that because there might be five reasons or 15 or 50 reasons why you developed X, which is the condition. So as an example, say weight gain. If somebody's gaining weight it can be from too many calories, too many carbs, too many starches going in. It can be from low thyroid and other hormones that aren't balanced and that's just to name a few. So to help that person lose weight I have to evaluate and monitor each of the potential areas that I see are of concern. So that would be food thyroid, other hormones, adrenals, sex hormones. So that's why someone trying to lose weight can eat less and less and potentially still not lose weight. They're the calorie counters. They're the point counters now with some programs. They're counting points. And the carbs aren't necessarily the main problem for everyone but maybe it's something that hasn't been looked at in a nutritional functional level like a thyroid subclinical deficiency or hormones that aren't in balance. So we have this same mechanism with anything but with breast cancer. So whether you're at higher risk or you're just a woman and rightfully concerned just as being female. One in eight. One in eight women will develop breast cancer. We want to worry about, we need to think about our diet. We probably spend most of our time thinking about that. And then the things we might not even recognize are our body's ability to detoxify, to get rid of waste. What are we taking into our body that's causing inflammation? Are our hormones balanced? Do we have any nutritional deficiencies? And then those poor folks, women, that, that have this strong genetic history. So these are all factors in looking at breast cancer. So the reality of it is is these are the same factors involved in breast cancer, no matter whether you're a man or a woman. Obviously women have more estrogen, so the metabolism of estrogen, those are the problems at the forefront in women in breast cancer. But we're seeing some disturbing trends that are popping up that shows estrogen and the body's metabolic processes, how it handles estrogen, is actually a culprit in guys developing breast cancer as well. So a big one starts right with the diet, what we're taking into our bodies. And when I say what we're taking in, it's not just we only really think about food, but we need to make it a little bit bigger. We need to look at a broader topic. So our bodies have endogenous estrogen estrogen our bodies make so women it's going to come primarily from ovaries but it comes from the adrenals conversion of the adrenal hormones and it can be made estrogen from fat tissue so this is why someone carrying around too much weight men or women we want to get the weight we want to lose the fat because it can produce estrogen. Now, our body also, there's exogenous estrogen. So it's estrogen coming into our body that our body now has to react with, deal with, metabolize, get rid of. That's hormone replacement therapy. Oral contraceptives. Hormones that are used in any dairy meat products. So we need to be able to look at those things and see are they having an effect on our body's ability to metabolize and get rid of estrogen? And the answer for that is yes, they do. Other things, pesticides, some drugs, plastic, drinking water out of a plastic bottle and petroleum products fuels so you know as these get into the body no matter how they do if you're inhaling it if you're ingesting it if it's on the skin our body still has to work with it and that's metabolize it it has to take what it's given and look at it and say do i need this and if i don't need it how the heck am i going to get rid of it And how efficiently the body gets rid of waste is another step because in that waste is going to be the estrogens we don't need. So overall, for estrogen, is the body able to make it? Can it be converted from other hormones So we've talked previously, pregnenolone it's the mother of all hormones all hormones come somehow from pregnenolone being converted and changed progesterone is a precursor to estrogen DHEA, adrenal hormone is a precursor to estrogen testosterone guys is a precursor estrogen So our body's making it or it's coming in from the outside our body is going to use what it needs and then how do we get rid of it but there's a controlling step in there that makes each one of these hormones that I just mentioned convert to a next hormone in that estrogen pathway in that metabolic estrogen chain, and for every part of it, insulin controls that step. Insulin is a hormone. It's known for controlling our blood sugar. It's not as well known for converting one hormone into another hormone. But the more carbs and starches we eat, the higher the insulin level goes. And over time, if it goes too high, then we have a condition known as insulin resistance. Insulin resistant, it plays a part in fatigue, diabetes, hypertension, and hormone imbalances by producing these unhealthy breakdown hormone products. And insulin resistance starts to block cell membrane, so these things can't get into the cell and the cell can't release the waste. But this is why a healthy diet is so important in the energy production and healthy hormone production. So we always want to have our diet be a foundational issue. But that being said, we want to minimize the amount of fat that we're carrying, but also these other Sources of estrogens getting into our body. They're xenoestrogens. Okay? So once the hormone's in the body, it's now needs to, the body uses what it needs, and now it needs to try to get rid of it. Depending on which hormone pathway is dominant, is how a person is going to get rid of the unhealthy estrogen metabolites. So we have a healthy pathway, that's 2-hydroxy. We have a so-so pathway that, eh, we gotta watch, we can't let it get built up too much. That's a 16-hydroxy. But if those get jammed up or they're affected genetically, they're affected by diet, they're affected by xenoestrogens, they're affected by hormone imbalances, now we have the worst pathway possible, which is a 4-hydroxyestrogen, actually estrone. And as these metabolites build up in there, this is what's found. This pathway feeds and correlates with breast cancer and other hormone cancers. The most important way for the body to get rid of cellular waste, It's through the urine. The body flushes it out. We just pee it out. But sex hormones, they're fat-loving. A word for that is lipophilic. So they're not going to pass through the urine easily because urine is going to be more water-soluble. So for the fat-soluble, we have to have a way to handle fat. And that is going to be through the liver. Keep in mind, hormones are messengers. They are released from one part of the body, an organ in one part of the body, so they can go to another part of the body and tell that part of body what it's supposed to do. For this reason, we don't want hormones and their metabolites. We don't want it hanging around because if they do, they're going to build up and they're going to start sending mixed signals and wrong signals to the target organs. So the kidneys can't really efficiently handle the metabolization of sex hormones. So then the liver and the kidneys have to work together to clear this stuff out, to flush things out. But if everything doesn't work normally as it should, the liver's ability to properly get rid of these is what increases the risk of breast cancer. And if the liver is struggling, then that 4-hydroxyestrone pathway I told you about it's going to build up. It's going to get backed up. It's going to be like your kitchen plumbing, right? It gets backed up, and now you got water going all over the kitchen floor. Now we've got a liver that we've got these bad, the bad one building up. And it's getting overwhelmed. The liver's getting overwhelmed. And it wants to put it someplace. In the body's innate ability, what usually hangs around, hanging around, what hangs around on us the longest, other than bone, which we need, fat. So if the body wants to store something away, hey, I don't know what to do with this, I'm overwhelmed, it just keeps coming, where do I put this, I can't get rid of it fast enough, let's store it in some fat. But what did I start off the show saying? Fat makes more estrogen and now we've created a vicious cycle. So what can we do then to help support these pathways? How can we make sure we're getting things as much as possible down the right pathway to get rid of it? So we want a diet rich in broccoli, cabbage, other cruciferous vegetables, B12, folic acid, Foods like onion, garlic, beets. The way these act biochemically is they act as methyl donors by supporting a methylation pathway in the liver. So this is what helps the liver actually get rid of these, these metabolites. And when you can get rid of them, normally they're not going to create DNA damage which is inflammation, which leads to cancer. So, of course, a diet rich in these foods will be helpful for all of us, but should be strongly considered if there's a family history of hormone-related cancers. And that's not just breast cancer, ovarian cancer, uterine cancer, endometrial, but also prostate And some stomach and digestive cancers have also started to come about in the research being correlated to these same malfunctions in liver pathways. It's not quite as strong the correlation what they're finding with the hormonal cancers, but there's, there's still something there. So this all starts to make the case then of how do we know this is there? especially if you're a woman or a guy out there listening and you've already been suffering, you've already gone through the trauma of having breast cancer. Or maybe you're a father and you have daughters, but your mother had breast cancer. How do we go about protecting the ones you love, minimizing the risk that's the unknown in the future? So I don't recommend this testing on everyone. But if you have a family history of any of these types of cancers and you find yourself worrying about the risk, mom had it, grandma had it, what can I do? Then I recommend it's a steroid hormone. It's actually a test for the metabolites. And it's done on dried urine. So the testing can determine what pathways are building up. What metabolites? Is there too much of this 4-hydroxy that's the bad one? Or is everything working great? We see, is your liver able to handle the level? Of metabolites that your body is producing. Is your liver clearing it out? Is it flushing out? Of course we certainly hope so, but we don't really know. The test works by evaluating using dried urine. You pee on a little card, and you let it dry and it's collected a couple times during the day and we're going to do this for Twenty four hours. We want a twenty four hour window. Because then that's gonna let us know deficiencies and excesses in a twenty four hour period. A regular twenty four hour day, what's going on? So why use the dried urine testing? Blood and urine work well. And trust me, I routinely use blood levels in the office. It's easy. We can get these tests done when we're doing other tests. We can check liver enzymes, right, which I just told you the importance of those, fatty liver. If somebody has fatty liver, had their gallbladder removed, has a higher liver enzymes, you think your liver's not compromised? Do you think your liver can normally flush things out? If your blood sugar's getting up there, it's 90, 96, 100 and you like your carbs, you had toast and coffee and a banana for breakfast, and you're listening to this, you're a good candidate that your insulin level might be creeping up. So when I have a client worried about the risk of developing breast cancer, I'm going to go to this dried urine test because it's going to show us those specific markers for how the liver is functioning, how the body is capable of getting rid of things. And research is actually being done on this type of testing, and it's showing we're getting to see hormone levels at the capillary levels. That's the smallest little blood vessels you could get to. And clinicians are starting to listen because you guys as consumers are more educated. You know what you want. You know what you need. You listen to shows like this. You're very proactive at taking care of yourself. So some breast cancer survivors realize the benefit of having therapeutic levels of estrogen. And I hope they have a doctor supporting them with that decision. That decision isn't for everyone, and it's a very personal decision. But some women that have breast cancer now medications used with breast cancer affect another pathway. So we, use, we, we said about insulin being a converter for hormones. There's another enzyme It's called aromatase, and so the breast cancer medications will actually block aromatase. They block the enzyme that's going to convert to estrogen, but menopause is a risk factor for breast cancer. For each year after menopause, there's a 3% increased risk of developing breast cancer. I know there's many women out there using progesterone creams, suppositories, maybe you want to go a natural and you're doing a yam cream. So let's keep in mind it's not all just about how it's getting into the body. It's also about how healthy your body is and what it can do with it. Whether it's a yam cream or not, whether it's a hormone replacement or not, your body has to do something with it to convert it and get rid of it. So that, in essence, is one of the reasons I am a little nervous with progesterone creams, lotions, suppositories. I understand they're being used to improve health, uh, improve sex life after menopause, get rid of side effects and, and uncomfortable symptoms. I understand it. But all I'm asking is, can we, can we check those levels to make sure that your body is handling it okay. So risk factors for breast cancer is age we just went over, family history, dense breast tissue, alcohol consumption, birth control pills. Believe it or not, working a late-night shift. So not working a daylight shift, working a late-night shift. Hormone therapy, using estrogen and progesterone, and your weight. Those are some of the more prevalent risk factors in breast cancer. So being obese, that's over 30% above your ideal weight. That increases your breast cancer risk significantly. And not only is it higher risk, but they found larger tumors and more lymph node involvement once you crossed over into the obese weight category. So, guys, yes, it's still rare. It's still rare. One out of every hundred breast cancer diagnoses is a man. The symptoms are going to be a lump or swelling in the breast, redness or flaky skin in the breast tissue, irritation or dimpling of the skin of the breast, potentially even a nipple discharge. Pulling in, so an inversion of the nipple or pain in the nipple area. These symptoms can happen with other conditions, but please, you know, if you're experiencing men or women, get it checked. And for men, other risk factors, pretty similar to women, age family history, but if you've had radiation to the chest, if you've had any hormone treatment therapy, injury, swelling, or surgery to the testicles, liver disease or elevated liver enzymes, and again, being overweight or obese. But how can guys have breast cancer? How can they get breast cancer when they don't have breasts? truth is that boys and girls, men and women, we all have breast tissue. The various hormones in girls and women's bodies stimulate the breast tissue to grow. Boys and men normally don't make that much of those stimulating hormones. So as a result, their breast tissue stays flat or smaller. But you still may have seen a boys or guys with medium-sized or, or bigger chest, breast tissue. And so these are the ones we have to pay attention to. And sometimes men can develop real breast tissue glands because they take certain hormones and medicines. So let's pay attention, right? We have a lot going on. We have a lot going on. But let's keep in mind What we can do for those to protect ourselves, higher risk, for those that have already, unfortunately, been down the path, let's do what we can to take care of ourselves and protect each other. Don't forget our immune special. It includes, we're checking the liver enzymes, we're checking the blood sugar, zinc and vitamin D, and that's $89. All you have to do is call the office. We'll set you up, get you sent the lab requisition, 724-863-5420. Thanks everybody. As always, I appreciate it. Have a great week. Bye-bye.
0: Thanks for listening to Wellness and Weight Loss with Dr. Susan, hosted by Dr. Susan Plank of the Norwin Wellness Center in North Huntingdon. Dr. Plank is an expert in natural remedies for weight loss and digestive health issues. To make an appointment with Dr. Susan Plank of the Norwin Wellness Center, call 724-863-5420. That's 724-863-5420. And listen again for another edition of Wellness and Weight Loss with Dr. Susan, sponsored by the Norwin Wellness Center in North Huntingdon, here on KHB Radio.